Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D.'s update today deals with the very practical matter of filling out a religious exemption form available on his website. More than 100,000 of these forms have been downloaded and printed to give to employers who are requiring the COVID vaccine. This is very pertinent information for people around the globe. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 21st, 2021. This is Peter's first epistle, chapter 3. I want to begin reading in verse 13. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But... Even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. And then he says this, Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. Oh my goodness. This is so apropos for us today. Those who have been on the receiving end, which we're going to talk about shortly, on the receiving end of very threatening letters from employers, very frightening and terrifying. And Peter says, do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But, verse 15, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord, first. Now, second, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, verse 17, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the Spirit. Okay. For the remainder of our time together today, I would like to expound on the paramount importance of this one truth of being at the ready 
with an answer of our hope, our only hope, in the person of Jesus Christ. Back on August 22nd of this year, we announced that we had teamed up with the Master's Touch print and mail to provide religious exemption letters. This last week, I was surprised of the status of those exemption letters that we've provided online and learned that we have sent out approximately 100,000 of them. I mention this for a couple of reasons. The first of which is because we continue to receive these but God testimonies, I'm going to share a couple today, about how the Lord is using these letters as opportunities to share the gospel, as only He can. It's my hope that these but God testimonies are an encouragement to you, especially as it relates to your employer, your supervisor. They are not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. They are not the enemy. They are the opportunity. How do you know that God did not bring you into that position for such a time as this? Well, you say, Pastor, with all due respect, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you don't know my supervisor. Well, if they are exceptionally antagonistic, that may very well be an indication that the Holy Spirit is doing a work in them. I would almost rather have someone be combative and argumentative, because something's stirring in them. And I know the Holy Spirit is doing a work. They're agitated and frustrated and, you know, when Peter says, be respectful and gentle, oh, so many times, and God's doing a, a work in my life. I mean, so many times I'd be on the receiving end of, you know, that email. That, I mean, the flesh, I know that, that dwells within me. There's no, I'm rotten through and through, and that flesh rears its ugly head, and it's kind of like, Wah! And the Lord's doing a work in my heart, not to be argumentative and combative. You know, I can win the argument and lose the opportunity. The second reason I mention this is that the employer or supervisor may take you to task and even threaten you like Peter writes, but that might be a good thing. That might even be a God thing because they're testing you. They're challenging you. I think we do err greatly when we fail to see these employers and supervisors as themselves looking for answers in their own lives. Don't think for a second. They, they've got children in school. They've got a wife at home. They've got a family. They're dealing with their pressures. They're dealing with all of this too. This is why I never 
want to give anyone a hard time when I'm out and about. You know, have you noticed how everyone is just on edge? I said that to somebody to kind of break the ice, you know, it's just, because I'm usually the one that starts off with, how's your day going for you so far? You know, I can't smile because you can't see it through the mask, which whatever. And man, I can tell, you know, they, they have been just beat up by the customers that were before me. And so I always want to deliberately, I, I purpose to, when I walk through that line, I'm, I'm looking at somebody that is really stressed and having their own difficulties. And you have no idea what they're going through in their lives. And so I want to encourage them. I want to bless them. I never want to give them a hard time. Because they're looking for answers. Here's what I'm thinking. They want to know what you know. Would you agree with that? I'll take it a step further. They also want to know if you're the real deal. And I'm going to take it one more step further. They also want to know why you believe what you believe. And that's a good thing. This is why it is that I truly believe with all my heart that we have before us the grandest of opportunities at this time in human history to be at the ready with answers as to the reason for our blessed hope. Now, keenly aware that there are those who are on the receiving end of these threatening letters and forms from their employers requiring an explanation. Actually, not just an explanation. They want verification. They want authentication of the religious exemption request you're submitting. Now, we are going to provide you with what you need in as much as we're able. We appreciate your patience with us. I would like to at this time offer some ideas for the frequently asked questions that we're getting. But before I do, I need to first quote from a letter that was received by a member just a couple days ago from their employer in this regard. I think you'll see why here in a moment. This is the letter this member received after submitting the religious exemption request. The employer. We require that you provide us with a sworn affidavit signed by a commissioner of oaths, notary public, or justice of the peace, which includes the information attestations and acknowledgments set out below. Namely, we require that your affidavit contain answers to the following questions. Number one, how long have you been a part of the Calvary Chapel Kaneohe congregation, and how frequently have you attended their online sermons? Number two, 
How long have you held a sincere belief that your religion prevents you from receiving vaccines that were developed using animals and or cells from aborted human fetal tissue? Number three, have you received the mumps, measles, and rubella, MMR vaccine, or the varicella chickenpox vaccine as required by the Child Care and Early Years Act 2014. Number four, if you have received the mumps, measles, and rubella MMR vaccine and or the varicella chickenpox vaccine, both of which were produced using cells from aborted human fetal tissue, why did your religious beliefs not prevent you from doing so? It gets better. Number five, have you taken any of the following commonly used medications which were produced and or developed using cells from aborted fetal tissue in the last five years. Tylenol, aspirin, Pepto-Bismol, Tums, Lipitor, Motrin, Maalox, Exlax, Tylenol cold and flu, Benadryl, Sudafed, Abuterol, Preparation H, Acetaminophen, Claritin, Zoloft, Sufadren, and Prilosec. Number six. If you have used any of the medications listed above in the last five years, why did your religious beliefs not prevent you from doing so? Number seven. Yeah. Have you consumed meat, fish, eggs, milk, or any other animal products in the last five years? Number eight. I need to spend a little bit of time on number eight. You'll see why. (laughs) Given that the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines do not contain any cells from aborted human fetal tissues, nor any materials that were manufactured from aborted human fetal tissue cells, why does your belief that the human body is the, quote, temple of the Lord, prevents you from receiving these vaccines. Now, this is patently false. This is why we recommend that whenever somebody submit an exemption request that you also include a downloadable 25-page PDF file. It's a white paper documenting very thoroughly the use of aborted fetal and I stay away from cell lines, because that kind of softens it up. This is nothing shy of tissues from aborted babies. This is patently false, and we can prove it and that we have provided you with that. It comes from the voicefortruth.com website. Additionally, still going now. We require that you attest to and or acknowledge the following in your affidavit. 
One, that you cannot be vaccinated against COVID-19 due to your sincerely and consistently held religious beliefs. Number two, that you will never take any medication that was developed or produced using cells from aborted human fetal tissue in the future, including but not limited to those set out above due to your sincerely and consistently held religious beliefs. Number three, that if you are later found to have taken any such medications after swearing this affidavit that you may be subject to discipline up to and including termination of your employment for cause. Help me Jesus, <laughs> right? We're going to begin with the most often asked question that we receive, which is, what if my employer needs a form signed by you, meaning us, meaning me? Okay, we'll do that. Email the form to us at office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com, and I will personally sign it. I'm signing them. They're coming in now more voluminous, obviously. We would only ask that you be patient with us. It is very important that you fill out your portion, because keep in mind, they want to hear you in your words. In your words. So please, you fill it out, then send it in, and give us enough time in advance of the deadline, and we will sign that and get that back to you. If you want to fax it, you can do that. We have our fax number available on our websites. Number two, how do I respond to my employer's questions about my vaccination history? Because now they're bringing up, you know, well, what about this? What about that? Okay. Now, again, this is an opportunity, okay? I keep saying that because i got to remind myself of that, <laughs> or else I'll get into the flesh. So what do I do when they start bringing up my vaccine history? We don't provide legal or medical advice, but you may wish to simply mention that you've learned more about vaccines as a result of COVID-19 and that you are continuing to research this as well as future vaccines. Uh, by the way, all of these are going to be available on the FAQ, which I'll mention here in a moment, on the website. I'm just going to share this. I think I have already shared this. I know for me personally, this is one of those textbook cases of, had I known then what I know now, I have learned so much in the last two years about vaccines. If I would have known then what I know now, I would have never taken a vaccine. I would have never let my children take a vaccine. And I think it's very appropriate to share that. Nothing wrong with that. All right, number three. This is the biggie, right? What if my employer asks why I take other medications 
or vaccinations that have tissues from aborted babies. Now, respectfully inform them that many of these medications had already been developed predating the aborted fetal cells used in the vaccines and are not proven to contain them, because that's true. It's important to understand that the onus is on them, not us, such that they're the ones that need to provide said proof. Again, this all has to be communicated in your own words. You say the right thing, the right way, with the right heart, and God will honor it. Be respectful. Now, in the event that they do provide valid and vetted proof, then respectfully inform them that you will seek to find any alternative medication as a result. Also, as a side note, parenthetically, we would very much appreciate it if any of you have researched this and are willing to share your findings on this. When I try, I can't find anything. Everything's been scrubbed. It's either been scrubbed from the internet or it's buried so deep, by the time you actually find it in a search, well, the rapture will have happened by then. <laughs> Number four, how do I respond to being labeled as an anti-vaxxer? Hear me out on this, because you don't respond in kind. This is um, Proverbs 24, verse 4 says, don't answer a fool according to their folly, lest you become like them. The next verse, verse 5, says, answer a fool according to their folly, lest they become wise in their own eyes. In other words, gotcha. Don't play into this. Why? Because if you're anti-vax, then you're just part of this division and chaos and hatred that is happening, and it plays right into the hand of the enemy, because it's all about vax versus anti-vax. Don't play into it. Don't take that bait. Here's what I say. No, I'm a former vaxxer. Now I just changed the whole complexion of the narrative. Well, what do you mean, former vaxxer? Oh, see, again, had I known then what I know now, there's no way. I'm a former vaxxer, because so much information has come out concerning these so-called vaccines, of which 72 doses in 16 vaccines are given to your children. Did you know that? We have an online member. She's a physician. She delivers babies, and she says, I, I will never allow these babies to be given what they call as the vitamin K. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.